Welcome to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for October 30th, 2017. My name is Tim Patterson. I am Trade Show Guy Online. And if you are listening via audio and you're on your iTunes or something like that, and you haven't found the blog, it's tradeshowguyblog.com. The company website is tradeshowguyexhibits.com. We do project management for uh, new trade show exhibits, as well as uh, logistics management when clients ask for it. Got a book out called Trade Show Success, 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level. And second book is, I'm working on it. <laughs> what can I say? Hey, this week I'm pleased to... Um, uh, sure, a brief interview I did with Peter Shankman. Uh, Peter is an entrepreneur, CEO, and author, uh, public speaker, and world traveler, uh, Lord of the Skies, I, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> he's also host of the popular Faster Than Normal podcast. You'll find it on iTunes and other podcast listings, which embraces the concept that having ADD or HDD, ADHD is a gift, not a curse. Uh, here's the conversation we had. I'm speaking with Peter Shankman. Uh, Peter, thanks for joining me today. So you're called Lord of the Skies, right? So is that <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I've actually been home for a few about a month or so. I haven't been traveling. It's like I'm, I'm starting to get antsy and get the shakes. But yeah, I know that by the time this comes out, you'll be on the road for like weeks. Uh, you're you're describing your your travel itinerary, which is kind of kind of nutty coming up. It sounds like yeah, October through December, I'm pretty much gonna be on the road nonstop. But I love it like that. So I will tell you that I, I first became aware of you back in the Haro days, and I picked up your first book, which I really loved, you know, oh. and we do uh, that, which uh, a lot of great ideas. I've read it a couple of times, good stuff. And, and that was 10 years ago, and you've had uh, four or five books. I know, crazy, huh? It blows my mind. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much like a book every two years, two and a half years. It's yeah. insane. So, but your new book is, is a non-business book. Is, is that right? So faster than normal? How did that come about? So I've been ADHD all my life, but growing up, it wasn't called ADHD. Growing up, it was called uh, sit down, you're disrupting the class disease. And um, what I realized over time was that all the things that used to get me in trouble and that used to get me um, uh, sent to the principal's office and, and it used to cost me friendships um, were actually some of the sources of my best uh, um, uh, ideas and, and, and best successes. And I realized that, that this faster brain that I have is really just more about a different way of thinking and a different way of learning. And because of that, I'm actually better for having ADHD. And so about 10 years ago or so, I started to realize this and started realizing, you know, this is not a curse. This is actually a gift. I, sh I should look at it as such. And that sort of, once I realized that, that sort of changed my life. And so I launched a podcast um, called Fast Than Normal. Uh, it's the number one ADHD podcast on iTunes. From that, um, I launched the book, which came out about three weeks ago, called Faster Than Normal, and it's been, it's been a great ride, and a really great ride. I'm, I'm very fortunate. So when, uh, and you're talking about adult ADHD or ADD uh, as opposed to kids, because obviously uh, you kids can have it and, and they may settle down. I'm not sure. I, I don't know much about it. I, my, you, don't, my, you don't grow it. You don't grow it. It's not like, okay. uh, not like a, you know, something that, that you get rid of. No, and that's actually one of the biggest problems is that you know, we tend to medicate our children before uh, trying other you know, skills-based training. And the problem there is that, you know, so the kids will stay on their medication until they're 21 or 25 and they're kicked off their parents' insurance and they haven't learned how to deal with the underlying issue. They've just been masking it. So, you know, that's something I'm, I'm trying to change the discussion on as well. I'm not saying that, I'm not anti-medication. I just believe that there's, uh, there are so many other options we should be trying first. So how do they diagnose it? And, and, and uh, it, there's no, there's no test for it as far as, you know, there's no blood test like uh, no, di diabetes or something. Yeah. There are psychological tests that you can take. Uh, you know, basically, it's you know, you're looking at 
uh, the lack of ADHD is essentially a lack of uh, the same amount of dopamine, serotonin, and adrenaline that normal people make. And um, so for me, I know that because I don't get enough of those chemicals, I have to find ways to sort of keep myself uh, active, keep myself uh, finding other ways to allow my brain to build those, uh, those chemicals back up. And so I didn't know this at the time, but all the things that I've been doing for the past 20 or so years have really been designed to give me that. So, you know, I'm a licensed skydiver. Um, I run marathons. I do Ironman triathlons. I love public speaking. All these things that, without realizing it, are, are, are fundamentally changing the, the, the brain chemistry, uh, the chemistry within my brain, allowing me to have the, uh, the, the, the dopamine and the, the, the focus chemicals that I normally don't make enough of. Because you're getting a juice from doing that, in a sense. You, 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 you exactly. have to be doing something instead of sitting around uh, watching TV for hours or, or just lounging and hanging out with friends, which I'm sure you can do, but you, you, something, it's like distracting. I find myself distracted well, a lot, but I, I still can focus when I need to. So What's nice about it is that so when I do a skydive um, and I land, my brain has fired all of its dopamine. Care. It, it's made all these chemicals at once. I land on the ground, I'm essentially high, right? Because the, the, the chemicals don't just, don't just disappear. They have to dissipate over time. And so I, I'll bring my laptop to the drop zone. I'll do a jump, and then I'll sit down. I'll write 10,000 words in an hour. So it's wonderful. Wow. That's great. So who's the book aimed for? Uh, or is, there, is it a broad, uh, is it for parents? Is it for people that have it as adults? I'm just curious what you're trying well, to Well, actually, for everyone. It's for parents and kids uh, and, and adults who have ADHD or who love someone who do or live with someone who do. But the book is really also aimed at anyone in the world, whether they have it or not, who wants to get a few hours of productivity back in their lives. Because the rules that people with ADHD have to set up for themselves to be uh, productive and to work and live at their best ability, those rules, when applied to a normal person, can make a normal person just as uh, super effective and, 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 and high functioning. You know, I, one of the rules is, is, is simply put exercise. You know, I have to exercise every morning because that's how I get the chemicals I need for the day. Well, normal people can do the same thing. You know, so how do you get up early to exercise? Well, you give something up the night before. So, you know, I might not be going out every night or I might not watching late night TV or binging on Facebook, but, you know, that benefits me. And so, so the, the, the book is made up of a series of rules and ideas and hacks on sort of how I live my life the best way possible that can be applied to any human being. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the podcast. Uh, when did that start and what's your, your goal with that? You're interviewing obviously different people that have either had it or are familiar with it. And uh, so how long has it been going? I launched the podcast to, to, again, to explain to people that ADHD is a gift and not a curse and that having it is not the end of your existence. It's actually the start of a brand new life. And so uh, we've had some tremendous success. We've had Tony Robbins, Seth Godin, Cameron Harold, Scott Jordan, Dave Nealman of JetBlue, um, Ned Hallowell, the, the grandfather of ADHD. I mean, really good people on the podcast. We're constantly looking for celebrities and people of that nature to come on. It's interesting because, you know, there are, um, there are uh, a lot of celebrities, CEOs who have it and don't necessarily understand that it is a good thing. And so it's kind of hard to get through to them. They should be talking about this as a key to their success uh, or their handlers don't understand it, right? Their, their PR people, oh, well, we, you know, we, why would we want in on that? That sounds terrible. They don't realize that it's actually a good thing. So, so I'm working on changing that conversation. So it really sounds kind of like what you're trying to do is, is, is change the impression of what it is because, you know, a lot of times uh, my kid, who's 17 now, he was, you know, diagnosed, if you want to put it that way, as being ADHD. I never quite agreed with it. I was biased against it and I was biased against medication. But 
you know, he could get distracted uh, and his mom really wanted him to be diagnosed with it because another story. Uh, but so it, it sounds like you're trying to change the whole impression of what that is and how people view it. Um, I don't, I don't call it diagnosed. I call it being gifted with being gifted with. <laughs> different the terminology is, is very important there as well well you 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 get diagnosed with bad things right you get diagnosed with cancer you get diagnosed with a broken arm you never get diagnosed as a lottery winner i've never i've never gotten <laughs> diagnosed as being allowed to date a supermodel right you know so it's like you don't get diagnosed for good things and i think adhd is a good thing well so this has only been around really as far as the the term adhd for what 20 30 40 years i, well, I don't know when it came it's about been around that long but you know if you look all the way back to the 1800s there were there were doctors a doctor who wrote a whole book about uh, about uh, he called it uh, Stroop Peter, which was a story about a uh, fidgety Phil, a story about a kid who was just always you know bouncing all around. And things have been translated into like seventy languages in like three hundred different editions. I like your your the first thing you said was that you know now they call it ADHD when you were a kid they called it sit up and you know sit down yeah, and you shut just, up you know yeah exactly so so the book is called Faster Than Normal the podcast is the same and, so and there goes Peter Lord of the Skies. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Peter. Thank you so much. So thanks again to Peter Shankman, uh, author of the new book, Faster Than Normal, for joining me on today's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Uh, This week's Trade Show Tip is another list from my blog. The uh, list goes something like this. Six ways to step up your trade show game. What can you do to kind of raise the level, raise the bar just a bit? Uh, Number one, bring your A game. Yeah, it sounds easy to say, but you can do this in a hundred different ways. It really means to step up your performance, do better than the last time, stay disciplined and focused so that nothing misses your gaze. In other words, basically it means that you can do better than you have been doing. Uh, Have a better sample for a giveaway if you are one of those that gives away things. Uh, This can mean anything from working with your promotional products associate to brainstorming a different giveaway to having a premium gift for those who respond to a pre-show uh, marketing mailer. Uh, catch eyeballs. That's number three. Every booth is looking for eyeballs. So what message is your exhibit saying? Whether you're a giant island or a small 10 by 10, it should still communicate a clear and concise message and do it in a manner that catches eyeballs. Sometimes it's graphics. Sometimes it's a compelling and bold statement or question. Uh, number four, give visitors something to do. Uh, there are discussions to be had regarding the differences between flashy, colorful booths and having something interactive. But uh, if you have something to do, that'll draw a crowd. Uh, And finally, number five, pay attention to your visitors. It's easy to slip into the silent mode by pulling out your phone, you know, to check email or uh, read Facebook or text someone. But if someone passes by, you shouldn't have your phone in your hand. You shouldn't be eating all that stuff. So pay attention to visitors and be ready for them. Put on a smile. Uh, The only thing more welcoming to someone than a smile is to greet them with their name. If you don't know the name, look at their badge. Hey, Beverly, how you doing? Nice to see you again. And to finish up, one good thing of the week. Well, this week's one good thing is that I got tickets to the Foo Fighters concert coming up in December here in Oregon. That'll be fun. I think I mentioned on a previous uh, podcast, one good thing was their new album. Never seen the Foos in concert. This will be fun. But I will tell you, with the cost of the ticket, I it's a good reason I don't go to too many big concerts. But this will be fun. Now and then you got to do that, right? So that'll be fun. So that's... um. That's this week's one good thing. So uh, have a great week and I'll check with you next time.